right, let's grab our children and let's get ready to go into the Word of God and receive a word from the Lord today that I believe will bless your life. So grab your Bible or whatever you use for your Bible. Come on, I want you to do it one more time. I want you to hold it up and say it out loud. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I do what it tells me to do. And I love my Bible. So I make this as a confession that I will meditate therein both day and night, on a chapter in the morning and a chapter in the evening, Monday through Friday. And because I do, my life is blessed. It is no more a mess. Now, everything I touch, everything I touch turns to success. <laughs> Glory to God. Come on, let's worship and praise God. Father, we come to you. We thank you again for this, another opportunity to receive from you. We believe that not one word from you is void of power. So speak, Lord, your word into our hearts and minds. Let our lives be changed as a result of your living word. Father, we pray that my speech and my preaching will not be with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but let it be by demonstration of your spirit and of power that our faith would not rest in the wisdom of a man, but in the power of the Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name, and all that agree with that prayer said, amen. Come on, one more time, amen. Well, what a pleasure and a joy it is to be with you all today and to have our young children with us, our teenagers, glory to God. Uh, and so I just want to encourage you, give an ear to hear what the Spirit of God will say to you, and I believe you will be blessed. I want you to open with me in your Bible, if you would, to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Of course, we'll make these scriptures available to you right there on your screen. Uh, but if you have opportunity to turn to it and see it for yourself, let it bless you as your eyes rest upon God's word. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, it says this, No temptation has taken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to to bear it. I come to you today bringing a word from the Lord to tell you that no temptation that is overtaken you is no different than any other person has experienced. This year has been a very difficult one. Nonetheless, God is faithful, praise God. He will not allow you to be tempted tested or tried above that that you are able he will with the temptation as this scripture says also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. I, don't, I don't know I don't know about what this year has been like for you but I can only imagine 
I can only imagine the difficulties these national and international issues have brought to bear in your life, the impact personally, financially, the uh, things that you've had to endure in your life, in your body, and in your relationships. But I am here with two. I am here with you this morning. I don't know what it's like, what it's been like for you, but I do believe with all my heart that the rest of this year will be the best of this year. Uh, I was hoping to, as I said, be with you in person there today. And even with this latest, you know, outbreak or, you know, uptick, this has really been a setback. But I'm believing with all my heart that we will have a comeback like no other. Praise God. At the same time, I, I clearly recognize that the enemy is at work. He is at, at work in the world. He's at work in the nation. He's at work ultimately against the church. And I believe he is working against you to sabotage the plan of God for your life. There have been a few things that have happened that have actually set us back. But I believe I've got good news for you this morning. We are about to go from a setback to a comeback. Hallelujah. And that's the title of this message today. Setback to comeback. You will recover all. You know, uh, thank God. I, 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 I'm convinced that the enemy is doing everything he can to stop us. Uh, to stop you as an individual, to stop your family, to break it apart and to bring it to naught. To, he's trying to stop your business. He's trying to stop your progress. You know, I don't know if, if it's felt like, you know, you get out there and you take two steps forward, but it only feels like that you've been knocked five steps back. I don't know if you've ever experienced those moments in life where you've been hit from the left and hit from the right and it feels like the wind has been knocked out of you. Well, I'm here to tell you God's going to bring you from a setback to a comeback. Glory to God. And we're going to see from the word of God that that's just the way of God. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 13, uh, for you young people, I, I, I love to watch when Sister Angela is, you know, reading her scriptures and ministering uh, and, and then calling out the names of the kids that are logged in and, and that have been connected. Praise God. I'm thinking of so many of you guys right now. And the teenagers, you know, Pastor Carol, tag, you're it, right? So I've got a Bible story for you. In Matthew chapter 13 and verse 24 through 30, Jesus tells another parable saying the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. All right, Kai, I want you to imagine there's, there's a farmer and, and he's getting ready to plant his field and he puts good seed. I don't know if it was corn seed or watermelon seed or kale seed, whatever seed it was, but he put good seed. He paid good money for this. He made good effort for this. He saved the best seed while he sold the rest of the seed. And sure enough, he planted his field with good seed. 
the Bible goes on to say that, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. For those of us, whether it be from the adults to the teens to the kids, I believe with all my heart that the things that have happened in our world around us have happened while the church has been asleep. I'm not talking about faith family. I'm talking about the body of Christ at large. The Bible speaks that it's high time for the body of Christ to wake up out of its sleep. For, for the end is sooner than we have imagined, praise God. Well, the Bible says that while this man planted and while men slept, an enemy came and sowed tares among the good seed of wheat, and then he went his way. I want you to see very clearly that, that while, 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 while this was happening, an enemy came and put some bad seeds in that field. All right. But when the grain sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, sir, did you not sow good seed in your in your field? How then does it have tares? Where do all these weeds come from? And maybe you're looking in your life and you're thinking, man, I've been doing the right thing. I, I've been sowing good seeds and I've been and giving my tithes and my offerings. I've been saying the right things. I've been doing the right things. How is it that I'm starting to see weeds that are sprouting up in my life? How is it that I'm starting to see bad things that are happening in my relationships and where my finances are concerned? It seems like when we're just about to get a breakthrough, we get a setback glory to God well he said to them something that I want you to hear by the Holy Spirit whether you're young or whether you're old I need you to recognize what Jesus said here he said an enemy has done this the servant said to him do you want us to go and to gather them up First thing I want you to know is that he said that an enemy did this. This is not God's doing. This is not by chance or coincidence. It, it, it wasn't that we planted good seed amongst bad seed. No, we, we didn't plant some good seed and some bad seeds. No, this negative harvest, this outbreak, this setback that's happening in our lives is as a result of an enemy that came in when we weren't looking, came in when we weren't expecting came in some other way and has caused this difficulty that we are now facing but he said no lest you gather up the gather up with the tares you also uproot the wheat with them let them both grow together until the harvest and at the at the time of the harvest i will say to the reapers first gather up the tares bind them in bundles and burn them but gather up the wheat into my barn praise God I believe that God is about to release our comeback praise God where we've gone from a setback and he's gonna call for this comeback like no other Satan is doing everything he can to sabotage the plan of God for your life he's trying to sabotage your marriage he's trying to sabotage your job He's trying to sabotage your business. 
He's trying to sabotage this church. I mean, we were in a stride, praise God. We were in some of the best months of our entire history. And then all of a sudden, we've been hit with one thing after another and one setback after another. But I'm excited and I'm encouraging you to to be the same. I'm excited because when you know God, God's not going to let you get knocked down and knocked out. He will take you from a setback to a comeback. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 59 in verse 19, he says, so they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. He says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. The Lord always responds with a positive when there's a negative. The Lord always responds to a setback with a comeback. The Bible tells us very clearly that when the enemy comes in like a flood, we've dealt with a number of floods here in Houston. And, you know, wow, it's an amazing thing. We we made it through a hurricane, but it was the aftermath of the hurricane that brought the flood. And it was amazing how we've made it through this coronavirus, but it's now the aftermath of the reopening that's come against us. The Bible tells us that when the enemy comes in like a flood, God has a response. Praise God. What is God's response when the enemy comes into our lives? When, when, when there's a temptation that has overtaken us, when we seem overwhelmed, when we seem overtaken by trouble and problems on every side. Now it's like, you know, are we going to go back to school? You know, our kids are asking us, mommy, are we going to go back to school? You know, am I going to be able to go away to college? You know, am I ever going to be recalled back from this layoff or this furlough what's going on around us i'm here to tell you the enemy has done this he's come in like a flood but the lord's response to a setback is always a comeback somebody say amen we've got to have this same kind of attitude that paul had he said in Acts chapter 20 and verse 24, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry, which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. I'm here to tell you, don't let these setbacks, don't let this financial setback, don't let the fact that you've had to chew through some of the, some of your savings account and you You've had to, you know, dig into this pile of money and dig into that situation. And you have to put that on hold and you were just ready. And then you had to re, you know, postpone this and you had to cancel that. I'm here to tell you, don't allow any of these things that are going on in the world around us, on the job in front of us, in the church that we're in. Praise God. Don't let any of these things move you. Glory to God. Why? Because God will take you from a setback to a comeback. You know, he talked about, I, nor do I count my life dear unto myself so that I may finish my race. 
See, we may be experiencing a setback right now, but there's a race that needs to be finished. Yeah, uh, Faith Family Church, we've experienced a setback. We were in a momentum like no other. And yet now there, there's almost like the waters are receding. Oh, but don't let the recession of the waters bother you at all because there's coming something greater. There is something coming something that's more far reaching in your life where you will be amazed at the at the beauty of the manifestation of God's grace on your life as a result glory to God Proverbs 24 and 16 says the for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again but the wicked shall fall by calamity I'm here to tell you don't let these things that have come up against you don't don't let that doctor's report that you know, went a little more negative. Don't let that that family situation that's now turned into another negative. Don't let that thing that's come up in your life move you. We have a race to finish. And sometimes in a race, you, you may stumble. And sometimes in a race, you may even fall. But don't count me out. Because the Bible says that a righteous man may fall. But he gets back up and he may run on and he may fall again. But that's the thing. A righteous man doesn't stay down. You can't count him out just because he's been set back. I mean, everybody's already proceeding ahead. I mean, some churches are, are, are expanding. Their, their outreaches are, are going further. Don't be moved by what you're seeing. Other families are doing better. Their marriages look like it's, it's so happy. And oh, other people are, are having a, a great time financially. I'm here to tell you, let none of these things move you. Because if you are born again, then you are the righteousness of God. And a righteous man fall may fall seven times, but the Bible says he rises again. Why does he rise again? He rises again because God is the God of a comeback. Praise God. He won't let you stay down. He won't let you stay set back. You're about to see one of the greatest comebacks in history glory to God right here in my life right there in your life right here in this church right there in that church throughout all of the body of Christ you are and I am about to see one of the greatest comebacks in history I don't, I'm a sports fan we haven't even been able to really watch sports and 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 yet what I submit to you is some of the greatest you know when there's a Super Bowl and it's a blowout. I mean, by the time you get to the halftime, I mean, the highlight of the day are the commercials. But oh, when it's neck and neck. And then not only that, when it, when it is what appears to be a blowout, but somehow or another, and we've seen them recently, somehow or another, within the last few moments of the last quarter here comes this amazing comeback and it sets history that's what you and I can expect as a result of all that has come against us he said it in his word no trial test or temptation has overtaken you knocked you down and ran you over 
but such as is common to man. Other people, everybody else is dealing with the same kinds of challenges. But God is faithful because he is the God of a comeback. I want this to be in your spirit because he wants to take you from this setback to a comeback. Are you ready for this? I may be down, but don't count me out. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, as I get ready to close, I want to leave you with a story. So all my teenagers out there, perk your ears up. Amen. God's got a word for you guys today. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, in verse number 1, Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziglag. On the third day, the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and attacked Ziglag and burned it with fire. And it taken captain the, with the women and those who were there from small to great, took the children, the teenagers, and the, the elderly. And they didn't kill anyone, but they carried him away and they went their way. So David and his men came to the city and there it was, burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved and every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David strengthened himself, encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abathar, the priest and Ahimelech's son, he said, please bring me the ephod here to me. And Abathar brought the ephod to David. And so David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. I submit to you, this is our prophetic message from God for this day. As we have celebrated the independence as a nation, on this day, the July the 5th, we can now celebrate God's promise for a comeback. In this story, uh, you might want to find yourself. Like David, you had gone out and you were doing everything that you knew to do, even though in the moment you were in a bad situation. And he was doing the right thing in a bad situation. Maybe that's where we find you where over this past six months, you've been doing the right thing, but in a bad situation. And sure enough, when he got back from doing the right thing in a bad situation, he found that his family had been attacked. He found that his children had been taken from him. 
He found that all of his wealth and, and all of his possessions that he had been robbed and, and, and that he found himself in a bad, what he, he, he literally went from the frying pan into the skillet. And the Bible said that they began to weep because their family was taken away. And they cried so much that they didn't even have any more strength to weep. As I think of those of you that have lost loved ones, friends and family members, during this period of time, I can only imagine for you that you can relate to someone who cried until they couldn't cry anymore. Maybe your marriage has been under such attack that it feels as though all hope is lost. And you have cried and you have cried until you could cry no more. I hope that you can find yourself in this story because God is no respecter of persons, church. Now, David did something. Everybody gave up all hope. David himself was greatly distressed. If you have experienced a loss of a job or income, if you've experienced a setback in your business, if you've started to, you know, spin through your savings, I've got a word from you because that can be very stressful. One of the most interesting stressors in life is financial pressure. And maybe I'm talking to somebody right now that, that, that struggled to, to pay for housing this week. That, that struggled to, you know, I, I was able to pay this, but now I'm faced with that. I'm here to tell you that David knows what it's like to be greatly distressed. But he didn't stay there because he's a righteous man. He went from a bad situation and found himself being set back again. The people spake of stoning him. But the Bible says that David did something. It says, but David strengthened himself. Thank God for a word from the Lord about being Jesus strong. Where line upon line and scripture upon scripture, we were taught how to be strong, how to strengthen ourselves spiritually. If we faint in the day of adversity, it means that our strength is strong. I pray to you that you're Jesus strong in your spirit, Jesus strong in your mind, and Jesus strong in your body. Not only did he strengthen himself, the King James says that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. I know sometimes for me, and I know it must be for you, that sometimes I just got to encourage myself. My wife, she's my greatest cheerleader. She does an amazing job. But even when, when, when you're in that fight and, and you're in your race and it seems like you get knocked back, it seems like you get set back, even the voices from the crowd, from the, from, from the, from the, the bandstands are still not yet loud enough to get you to go. Sometimes down from within on the inside of yourself, you've got to tell yourself, Get up, stand, and keep going. Don't quit. Don't give out. You may have been knocked down, but you are not knocked out. Get up and come back into this race. Who am I preaching to this morning? 
David encouraged himself. And then he did one more thing. He sought the face of the Almighty God. And this is what I want to leave you with today. How, how do you go from a setback to a comeback? Well, we're going to use David as an illustration. Number one, you've got to know that it was the enemy who did this. We are reminded again and again that we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. We know who's behind the scenes. As Jesus told us in the parable, he planted good seed, but an enemy came in and sowed some bad seeds. You want to know why things are happening around you? It's not the bad things you did that opened the door to it. It was the enemy that did it. See, if you think that you're experiencing a setback because of your sins and your failures, then you've not recognized the righteousness of Christ. You're dealing with inferiority and condemnation and guilt. You're being deceived by the enemy to think that you're not worthy of God's protection or blessing because of your failure. Don't listen to that lie. If you've experienced a setback, it's because an enemy has done this. It's so important, number one, to go from a setback to a comeback. It's so important to know that an enemy has done this. Number two, I, in order to go from a setback to a comeback, I encourage you, you've got to strengthen yourself and you've got to encourage yourself. Strengthen yourself in the Lord your God encourage yourself if you don't have anyone i'm encouraging you so you can't say you don't have anyone but encourage yourself in the lord your god talk to yourself get back and don't give out stay in the race glory to god the third thing is very very simple number three is you've got to pray for direction and ask for god's favor that's exactly what David did. He prayed, it says, he prayed, Sell, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake him? He prayed, he called for that prayer uh, garment, and he asked God for his direction, and he asked God for this favor. Then number four, the first, fourth thing to do in going from a setback to a comeback is get after it. Go and recover all. I believe with all my heart that God is saying, yeah, you're going to recover. You're going to recover from this. You're going to recover all that was lost. So get after it. Get back in the game. Get ready to experience one of the greatest comebacks in believer's history. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Did you get anything out of that today? I hope you did. I hope you did. I want to pray with you. Go ahead and bow your head. If you've experienced any kind of setback this year. It's caused you to wonder and be concerned. Or even in some degree to be stressed. Let me encourage you. You will recover all. Say it out loud. I will recover all. Father, I pray for every man and woman, boy and girl under the sound of my voice 
that you will cause this word to be so encouraging to each and every one of us as we have experienced a, a very tough season. Father, we refuse to give the enemy any glory and we give you all the glory that's due your name so we get ready for a comeback in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you're listening right now, maybe you're online, maybe you were visiting and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior or maybe you're listening right now, you know the Lord but you've backslidden. Maybe you've done some things that are sinful, that are really bad. I want to pray with you. God will save you right where you sit. He'll forgive you of all your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Bow your heads and repeat this prayer with me. Say it out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe that Jesus Christ, that he is the Son of God, that he died for me, bearing my sins for me, they put him in a grave, but I believe he is alive. Come into my heart. Save me from my sins. Lord, I repent of all my sins. And I accept your offer of forgiveness. Therefore, I am forgiven. Heaven is now my home. I am born again. In Jesus' name, praise God. Well, thank you very much for allowing me to share with you God's word in this moment.